Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Above the Bar podcast. It's your host, Sean. We are bellying up to the bar today. It's a uh, it's a serious topic. It's a, a rarity, but we're going to do what we always do at the bar. And if you know anything about service members, we're going to probably laugh at more shit than we probably should have in inappropriate times. And it's not meant by any harm to anyone else that's out there that's listening. Just understand that's who we are. That's what we do. It's nothing, nothing personal, uh, but we do want to hear your stories tonight. We do want to know that, let you know that we're out there. Um, I'm a firm believer in, in the buddy check. If you don't know what that is, uh, ask a vet and they'll tell you what a buddy check is. So take the time, check on, on a buddy at every time. And, and, and buddy doesn't necessarily mean male or female. I had a great conversation with my best friend about that. Uh, buddy is your battle buddy. So we've got a great opportunity to talk with another fellow service member right now. Uh, he started this organization, 22 a day, Veteran Lives Matter. And that that number means something. We're going to get into what that number means for folks, how that number carries forward. So before we get into all of our house cleaning, I'd like to introduce uh, President, I think. President? Is it President? El, El Presidente? El Presidente, uh, Chris Larson of 22 a Day Vet Lives Matter. Everyone needs applause, brother. Welcome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So, and he's in Maine. So he's a brave man sitting in his car right now so his children don't attack him. And he's in Maine at this time of the year. So I'm figuring he's like, there's four feet of snow outside of his door somewhere. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is, I guarantee you it's cold. And, uh, for those of you that are watching on my different social media platforms, uh, make sure you leave us your comments. You let us know that you're out there. Uh, I have had a little bit of, I don't know what's going on with StreamYard here of late, but something's going on where I couldn't see some comments before. So trust me, I'm not ignoring you if you tell me something. So let's get into a little bit of house cleaning. As always, sticker and a cause is the first thing up today. So sticker and a cause today um, is brought to you by last week's guest, Clay Clay Barnum, Clay Drums. We love Clay. Uh, he's phenomenal. We met his mom, who I think we're going to end up with his mom on the show too, which is pretty funny. Uh, but she's a wild lady. He sent us a T-shirt, and we let Lucas, the my four-year-old, make the determination of what was going to be um, – the sticker that went up because they sent us six great stickers. I posted them online. So we let him choose the sticker for sticker and a cause. So this is the one he picked. It's a set of fists that matches uh, Clay's fist that say drum love because he's got drum love tattooed on his hand. So if you love the drum, make sure you check out uh, Clay, check out Clay's drum. And we're going to put this up on the board. We'll have to find a spot for it. Uh, he's got his new album getting ready to come out or the album's out. Uh, stomp out hate, comma, love, comma, repeat. Uh, phenomenal guy. Also, 
before we get going. The man who actually introduced Chris and I, which is pretty awesome. Uh, our own personal uh, media guru who has taught me how to uh, actually do all, all those nifty picture posts that you see. Uh, I couldn't have been able to do them without Dibs. Dibs is the one that showed me how to do it. So I got to thank Dibs for that one. We're going to go ahead and uh, if you if you're looking to actually get your media together, you know, your your stuff sucks and you need somebody who knows what they're doing. Make sure you reach out to Media by Dibs, your connection for all things media from logos to marketing campaigns to flyers and more making your media a reality. Mention the phrase belly up to the bar for a 10% off of your first order and for a free consultation. So make sure you're checking out uh, dibs for all those things. And the last thing is, is if you want to send me your sticker, you want to contact dibs, uh, make sure you can hit us up on Facebook, the above the bar podcast. Our Twitter is the only one that's goofed up, which is at above the bar four. I couldn't get up the above the bar podcast on there. So it's at above the bar four. our Instagram, the above the bar podcast. Our Twitch is the Above the Bar Podcast, and our email is the Above the Bar Podcast at gmail.com. You send me a letter, send me a message. Uh, I'll give you an address where to send the stuff to, and we'll get your stuff up there. Now, all the house cleaning is done, it's completed. I'm trying to, something's up with my mic here. See if that sounds any better. Uh, all those things are done and over with. Now we're going to get to talking to Chris and uh, a subject that. Should be close to everyone's heart, but I know as a, as a veteran personally, we've all got stories. We've all known somebody, uh, whether we like it or not. Um, we lose every day 22 veterans to scars that you can't see. Scars that we carry from things that are hard to explain to the average person. Um, things Things like... And it's not always, and I'm going to let Chris get into more detail on, on this, but these aren't just scars that are, you know, hey, I was in combat situation. I lost somebody. We lose vets because they feel guilty that they survived, that they're still around. And they don't know how to talk because we get told, wow, you're pretty impressive. You did this. You did that. You're such a strong person. You were able to go through these things. Um, I can tell you right now, for me, I didn't understand it and understand the impact of PTSD and, and the stresses of just being in the service fully until I read the book um, Shadow of the Sword. I don't know if you've ever read that one or not, Chris. I, I'll recommend it. That's a... Uh, that's a Marine bronze star winner, you know, his combat situation. When he explains what he did, you're like, that, that doesn't sound like a guy who won an award. That sounds like a guy who was scared out of his life and just wanted to get out of that situation and bring everybody out with him. Um, I highly recommend the book. Um, and he dealt with things and, and he couldn't explain it. At one point in time, he tried choking out a, no, a neighbor's dog with his bare hands. So it, it's different. So I'm going to turn this over to Chris. Let him tell us a little bit about his organization. Also, folks, 22 a day Vet Lives Matter is their Twitter, is their Instagram. Uh, Twitter is 22 a day VLM. The 
The Instagram is 22 a day vet lives matter. Take a time right now and go follow that page. Boost that page up. I've got over 600 of you that follow me on Instagram. There's over a thousand of you that check us out on Facebook. There's no reason that all of you can't go over to that page right now in, on Instagram and make his phone crash while we're having this conversation. Uh, well, hold on. Wait till after the conversation, then let it crash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, again, welcome, brother. It's on you, man. Thank Let's you. talk. All right. So, yeah, um, I, I started about a year and a half ago. Um, I started off with a basic uh, shirt design to try to bring awareness because a lot of people, unfortunately, just don't understand how many veterans commit suicide every day. Um, and that, that number is average. Um, but another thing about that 22 is that's the only people in the VA system. So if you have vets who never went into the VA system, then they don't really look at that number. Uh, homeless vets, um, they, that doesn't look at it as well. Um, so there, th that number is, is really just an estimate. Um, it could be lower, it could be higher. Um, but being the fact that only once in the VA system, that's what's scary. Um, especially a lot of our Vietnam vets who are who never went into the system because they didn't know what to do. Um, you know, they came back home, they got spit on, they got called all these horrendous names. Um, so they they just kind of went into hiding. Um, and and thankfully, you know, the, this our modern veterans they don't have to deal with that as much, but they still do. Um, you know, so I started I started the organization um, about a year ago. It came official. Um, I, I used to donate the money that I made um, off off my shirts and organizations, and then I started looking at them, and I'm like, you know, a lot of these organizations only use 75 or 80 percent of what you donate to the cause, and then the president or the founder uh, puts the rest in his money, uh, rest of the money in his pocket. So that kind of upset me. Um, I think anybody who who profits off a of veteran suicide to me is as low as they can go. Um, I, I think they're, they're dirt bags. I don't care what their company is. Um, I won't call those companies out. But I, Chris, I can you get closer to that mic? Can you get closer to the mic? Yeah. Yeah. Is okay. better? I don't know. We'll find out here in a minute. Rose will tell us. All right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, so a lot of company. What I was saying. A lot of nonprofits. They they end up profiting. They don't put all the money organization in it, but it's made for. Um, you'll see, you'll see the presidents, you'll see them, um, pocket their, line their, line their pockets with money. Um, and I, I just don't have, I'm just not okay with people benefiting off veteran suicide, um, and their suffering. So I decided to start my own where I put a hundred percent of all profits, it goes towards the cause. Um, so that, that's a big thing for me. Um, and I, I've been fortunate enough. Um, I work, I, I rep for a small company. Actually, it's not small. It's the biggest in the country, in the world. Uh, smash at sports um and, and the owner rick he saw my vision what i wanted to do um and he really opened the doors for me to to, to expand the way i have um i've had he's helped me design custom bats um and and the pros part of the proceeds of all these bats that we make that has 22 a day on it he donates back to the organization um and then he just after that you know i i and also with his son, Ricky, who's, who's been a huge supporter. Um, he's helped me, you know, come up with different ideas of things I can do to put our name out there. Um, so I've just had a lot of support from, from those two individuals, among many other. Um, you know, our, our goal right now is we want to buy property. 
you know, a lot of the veterans I talk to uh, this is they, they have a hard time adapting back to civilian life. I don't know if you had that issue um, when you when you came back, Sean. It, it was different. For, so so I, I jokingly always say because I spent 12 years of my 20 on recruiting duty. So yeah. I always say that my my insurgents were par- uneducated parents. <laughs> um, yeah. So what was weird for me was going from wearing and I experienced this one in a weird way. And I don't know if you ever did. So my weird civilian experience was if I walked up to you in jeans and a t-shirt and I was dressed, you know, I still had my haircut and everything. And I said, Hey, how you doing? You ever thought about being a Marine? You'd look at me like I had 15 heads and be like, get the hell out of my face. I've actually been called everything but a child of God doing that. Um, right. And then, but you flip around and I could walk up to you and I'd had that uniform on and it was like, well, well I, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, maybe it was a very different experience. So that's, that was my experience with that transition from one to the other. Yeah. You know, I, I experienced that a little bit. Um, you know, when, when I, when I came back to the civilian sector, my biggest, my hardest thing was the respect, um, you know, military, everybody loves uh, for the most part. I mean, you're going to get some who will talk bad about the military, but if they see you in uniform, like you said, there's so much more respect. It's how are you, you know, thank you, this and that. Um, and I'm not saying any of us does about, uh, you know, I never did it. I, did, I could care less what people thought about me. I did it because I wanted to serve my country. Um, but when you're out in the civilian world, you know, if you say hi, just like you normally would, you know, people just shun you. Um, yes. You know, and it goes, it, it goes as far as like when you're in the military, you have to follow rules and if you don't follow those rules that could mean the guy next to you dying or the lady next to you dying so i I struggled with you know walking into a store like walmart and you got people walking in the exit door and people out the enter door i would fire me up because i'm like man you couldn't even walk on the grass in the military (laughs) (laughs) you know you walk on the grass you're gonna get in trouble here these guys are walking in and out the wrong doors so that that was a huge huge challenge for me um, and then always being alert. Um, that's what I still yes. struggle with now, you know. Uh, I, I was I was a 12 Bravo in the Army, so I, I, I dealt with explosives. Uh, they call this glorified infantry because the infantry couldn't use explosives uh, without blowing themselves <laughs> up. So, you know, so we, you know, we did a lot of the, you know, room clearing kind of stuff, you know, route, route clearing, stuff like that. So, like, I catch myself even today, you know, if I'm driving and I think a vehicle behind me for, for longer than they should, I start getting antsy, you know, I'll, I'll cut down a different road that I don't even need to be on just because I want to see if they're following me. Oh, wow. Um, you know, it's just those type of things is really, I've struggled with personally. And I know a lot of people that I've talked to, um, they, they struggle with that too. And, you know, one of my favorite things I say is the difference, the word friend to a civilian and to a, a military personnel is so much different. Mm-hmm. So civilians like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. Well, in the military, when a friend, they're going to die for you. In the civilian world, they'll call you a friend, turn around and stab you in the back. So when you experience that, it's like, man, I, I, I just want to be back in. I don't care if I'm getting shot at. I don't care about any of this because at least I know this is real. In, in right. the civilian world, you go to, it's not, you know. Um, and I know I struggle with that. I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, that's when that feeling of depression sets in. Um, that's when they, you know, we start to kind of hibernate in a house 
Um, and especially with this COVID, this COVID is crazy. You know, I mean, people are scared to go out. You know, they put us on lockdowns. That's the worst thing you can do to a vet who's struggling mentally. Um, you know, it, you put a, you put us who's mentally depression and, and you tell them you can't leave your house. You, that's when they start overthinking things. That's when, you know, those images come back. They're, the PTSD really kicks in. So that's something that I've been battling right now um, is those kind of things with these our vets who just don't go out because of, you know, mandates and lockdowns and vaccines. And I'm not trying to get political by any means. But, right. you know, with all those things, they're like, I don't want to go out there. You're violating me. And now they're stuck home and, they're, and they start thinking crazy. Well, it's funny you mentioned uh, we were laughing about this, and you'll appreciate this. I liked it when people were like, and I don't know if you ever saw the guy's post where he was like, you guys think that they really put a microchip in the vaccine to track you? We were we were all all over places, and we didn't know where the guy we – were, we're using like Blue Force Tracker and shit like that. We couldn't tell you where the guy was next to us. And we could see him in the system when they're. Do you really think they spent that money to track your dumbass when you're at Walmart and to know when you're dropping a deuce? Right. It didn't happen. Right. And, and if you're yeah. scared of needles, what year did you go in, Chris? Uh, I, I listened uh, 2007. I got okay. medicaled out in 2013. So, so you missed the air needles then? Yeah. Oh, there. I I can remember like just talking about needles for a minute. I can remember a friend's dad telling me that he watched a guy get cut by a needle. And, and I didn't understand it when I was a kid. And then I got in the Marine Corps and we walked that gauntlet of needles. Oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah. don't move. This will cut you. And I'm like, oh, this is the shit he meant. He watched a dude get his whole arm sliced open doing this. You have no idea. I like the pucker factor that was there for me yeah. that day was unreal. Now, you, you talk about these guys, though, coming home, a and you saw the, these organizations, and you saw this money going out the door, not going to where it needs to go. Um, yeah. What do you tell people when they're when – they're, obviously, you know, we, we want right now today everybody to go check out 22adayvlm.com, make a donation. Uh, like Chris said, 100% of everything is going, going to support vets. But what do you tell folks that – when they're going to look at these organizations, do you have any advice if, if somebody comes to them and says, Hey, I'm with DAV, I'm with VFW, I'm with, uh, you know, any of these, you know, Legion, sons of American Legion, any of these other larger organizations, what do you tell folks when they're, when they're starting to, to look into this? You know, it, it really comes out before I used to, you know, try to steer people away. Um, but then, then it made it sound like, it just didn't sound right to me. It didn't sound very professional. It didn't sound, you know, I wanted it to come out. So really what I tell people is do your research. Um, a lot of those, a lot of those, you know, organizations, you can see what they put into each thing. Um, and really what it comes to me, you know, obviously I want people to donate to the organization so we can reach our goals and our mission. But if people are donating somewhere that's bringing awareness, I mean, that's really what matters. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, I don't want someone to go donate here or there, do what we're trying to do for our mission. But, you know, really just do it. There's a lot of people out there who, who really do want to help. Um, and just because I don't agree with the way they go about it, the outs won't. Okay. Now, is there – now, what is uh, – now, you talked about the land. Is there any 
what is the so say tomorrow and i wish this would happen but i doubt it's gonna happen say somebody hears this and goes hey man you're buying 100 acres here's the money to buy it what are we putting on there what are what is going to be the 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 parameter i guess parameters that probably ain't the right word but i don't know what else to say so what what's going to be the ability for somebody to go there and and be a, a part of that and part of it as being uh being able to stay at the premises or build on the premises what what exactly are we right. talking about like, like the the answer to that is is yes and, and and big al uh buddy of mine he asked you know can people volunteer for to help out like like how can people be involved or, or how can people be over at that land and, and build on that and be a part of that yeah so um yeah you actually hit it just how much i'm looking for I'm trying to buy is 100 acres so what our plan is we want to give our vets a new purpose of life right uh, part of this is part of the property 50 acres i'm just going to use that out of there um so 50 acres are going to be built with duplexes that's where our, you know, the vets will live. It's going to be a secure place, so they feel safe. It'll be fenced. It'll be all that. And then the other 50 acres is going to be kind of like an outdoor therapy project. So hiking trails, um, you know, maybe even put a small range out there and have someone who's certified to go out there and work with them, even though, yeah, we, we were in the military. We know how to shoot. But still, just to have that professional there. Unless um, you're in the Air Force. Y'all don't know how to shoot shit. Yeah, and, and you can't have Marines go out there because someone drops a crayon, they're going to be busy hey, looking at the ground. Hey, look, as long as it as long as it's a green crayon, it shit tastes like sour apple. I don't care. <laughs> I still don't, look. I told you you and Dib this earlier. I have no idea. In my time, I retired in 2014. I never heard the crayon thing, and then all of a sudden, like five six years ago, that blew up. I'm like, what is this crayon thing? Somebody will find that it. That my buddy packages of them. <laughs> they're like juicy but, uh, fruit oh yeah so so on this premises we're also gonna have like a community building um and that building's gonna have like a small gym you know a couple of different things that they can stay active in so they don't have to go you know if they struggle with social anxiety they don't have to go to like a big name uh gym to work out they want they can stay right there uh you know have a pool table some games and stuff like that for them to go in and really just talk to each other and that's what it comes down to as well is, you know, we just want to be able to talk to each other. You know, we want to be able to another veteran to truly understand where we're coming from. Um, I've also talked to a few people here local um, who are so licensed social workers that are, that's already said they would volunteer after the VA closes. You know, we're going to start off with once a week to come and just be available there. So if a vet's just having a bad time, you know, on a weekend or at night, they have someone there they can. And they follow the same rules as you would if you see a regular counselor where they can't go talk about it with anybody. That's that's like, you know, a patient-client thing. Yeah, doctor is, unless if you kill myself or I'm going to go shoot this person, they have to report that. Um, and I also have someone who's going to um, run um, addiction classes, whether it's, whether it's alcohol. Um, you know, a lot of people don't realize one in three veterans have a substance abuse whether it's drugs and alcohol. Um, that's a statistic that's not put out there. Um, and that, that comes down to the depression. Um, you know, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to be honest with you. I had, a, I had an addiction to drugs. Um, I, I started using them um, because every time I closed my eye, I saw my best friend um, who I started this for. Uh, he committed suicide five minutes after I left his house. 
Um, I wasn't even home yet. He had um, handed out. It was murder-suicide. He shot his wife. Uh, he was having an affair with someone that was here on a green card from Iraq. Um, shot her. Then he shot himself. Um, and unfortunately for me, um, I co-signed on his car. Um, so I had to verify the vehicle. I got interviewed by the state police because I was all through his paperwork. I had to see the windshield um, that had, you know, the, the brain right. uh, as that is all over it. So every time I closed my eyes, that's what I saw. Um, I talked to the VA. I was like, hey, listen, this is what's going on with me. I can't deal with this no more. Um, they kept giving me medication. Um, and it actually made my, my nightmares worse. Um, I started having visions of myself committing suicide, whether it is from shooting myself, running off the road at a high speed. So I started seeing these things. And I was telling VM, like, listen, I need your help. You know, and they didn't take me serious. Um, and then, you know, like a lot of us do, I turn to a substance. Um, I started to keep myself awake. Um, and I, I was into it pretty heavy. For about a year and a half, two years, and uh, my final straw broke when I just couldn't handle it anymore. I started feeling the shit. I, you know, I got addicted, um, and I, I did my last suicide attempt. Uh, that was over two, almost two years ago. Um, and I shouldn't have lived. I made it out. Um, I'm now, I am now in sobriety. Um, so um, God's given me that that to you know work with. Is you know I, I no longer am addicted to, to my substance. Um, and now I share my story to help other vets out. You know, I think once we get into that kind of a routine of where we try to hide it, um, then, you know, it just works and works. You hit rock bottom, and then you think now the only way out is you, you want to take your own life. Um, and then that's a real scary reality. Um, I think the scariest thing I went through was when I realized I didn't care if I lived or died anymore. You know, people can say that all day long. They can say, I don't care if I wake up tomorrow. But until you truly mean it and you take steps to make that happen, um, it, it doesn't really hit you. And then when it hits you, you're like, I'm here for a reason. Um, and then that's when I really went full boot around in my organization. I said, I'm not going to let anybody else have to suffer like me. That's my goal. You know, obviously, I'm not going to be able to talk to every vet who's struggling out there. Right. But that's my goal. You, you know, I don't want anybody to have to live how I lived and you know like you said unfortunately all of us is you know even in the civilian sector don't get me wrong I don't want people to think like I don't care about civilian sector even people who don't that's lost someone to suicide whether it's a civilian who never served or someone that served it's still painful you know and a lot of people at that point put blame on themselves and that's I for a long time um he, he committed suicide in 2011 um and it took me to probably 2018, 2019 to admit to myself there's nothing I could do. Um, you know, I hated myself. I'm like, why didn't I just stay a little longer? Why didn't I just stay at his house a little longer? But, no, I went on the door, and I turned around and left. Um, and if I would just let him open the door, what could have been, you know, what could have been? Um, but that ate me up. That chewed me up inside. Um, that put me in a bad place. So, um, yeah, back, back to that, it got a little off topic there. But, um, yeah, so I, we're going to have people that, that do counseling for, you know, substance abuse. We have someone that runs a program here already. Um, and then, 
you know, one thing that really gets me pissed off, you know, I told you I get wound up when we're talking about this a little bit, is the VA. So I talked to the I have people here locally. He's like, hey, listen, I don't know what to do. I'm losing my mind. I'm going crazy. I'm having these thoughts again. And the VA stopped doing their PTSD clinic. And I'm like, Thanks. I want to give you the other side of the VA for a second, though. And yeah, I, I, I hear it often. I, I truly believe it, it's like this. You've heard of John Hopkins Hospital, right? Yeah. John Hopkins is a phenomenal hospital. There's another one in Maryland called University. These are amazing hospitals. You can get anything done. Bethesda. You can have anything done in Bethesda. That's a, yeah. it, It's amazing. But there's also um, down the street from me, St. Peter's. You ever heard of it? No. Yep. And that's the way I feel like some of these VAs are. There are some VAs that the people in there that are amazing. They take really good care of us. I'm at the VA here in Albany, Stratton VA. I can say nothing bad about that place. I promise you, brother. It is amazing. But it's in a major city. It's in a capital city. It's. God, it's it's next to another mate, another major hospital. But I have a friend of mine who's out in the middle of nowhere that has a smaller. They don't even have a VA hospital; they have a VA clinic. Yeah, and it sucks. It doesn't get attention. It doesn't get the right stuff. And I, I don't know if that's what you were going to say, Chris. But I, I always, I have to defend the VA only in that manner. Like, really depends upon where you're at how good that VA is. Our VA here in Albany is good. I know other ones that suck. Yeah. So, so that I, I find that with a lot, you know, I've had a lot of vets who say their, their VA is great. And I've had a lot that's had really bad experiences with the the VA. And again, I'm not, I'm not trying to bad talk anybody. I'm just saying my concerns that I've had to deal with and what other vets have had to deal with is, um, it's all around the country. You know, when COVID hit, they stopped doing their groups, mm-hmm. uh, at least here. And I know in a few other states, they stopped doing oh, it. They did it all over the place. You know, I understand. Why can't you be outside in a circle? You can make you can make that room so you're not right on top of each other in a closed room, right? You know, and then I brought up to, I brought up to the VA here local. I'm like, you know, we all have computers. You guys have tablets. Here's another thing, too. Uh, for for the vets listening, is uh, the VAs have thousands, thousands of uh, iPads. They're free for you to use. All you got to do is ask your counselor for them. Tell them that you need one so you can do video um, meetings with your counselors and stuff so you don't have to go in. They have them. Just ask for it. They'll give it to you. Um, a really? lot of people realize that. Yeah. No, yeah. I, no I actually found I that out that. from another vet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I found that out from another vet. He didn't want. He couldn't make it to the appointment. Um, he lost his life to get there, and he told him like, hey, "What do I do?" They're like, "Oh, well, we have a warehouse full of iPads. That no it's for you shit. guys, but nobody ever asked us for them." Yeah. Well, that's like a lot of those um, things. We don't know what's out there. We don't know. Uh, and I'm going to throw this out there to anyone who has a vet in their life that tells you, "I don't have blank." I'm not going to the VA. Make them go to the VA. Make them take the it it absolutely is. I've known I've known a, a few vets that are like, 
well, I didn't lose an arm. I didn't lose a leg. I don't have these scars. I don't have these injuries. I'm not going to the VA. You need to go. Yeah. You know, and that's a sad thing, you know, even in the, in the veteran community, um, you know, you kind of said a little bit earlier, but, you know, a lot of reasons my vets are afraid to get help is because when you're in the military, they tell you drive on, drive on. Don't worry about it. Drive on. And what happens is you drive on so much, it just keeps eating at you, you know. And, and, and we see it today when, you know, we have celebrities in depression. You know, Dak Prescott, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, prime example. He came out publicly, talked about how he was struggling with depression, and the media attacked him, telling him he's not a leader. He's not a, 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 a good role model. Well, to me, that's the best role model out there. You know, there's too much stigma. Uh, towards mental health uh, across the military and civilian. Um, you know, a lot of it's because mental health you don't see. You know, I have a right. traumatic brain injury. I don't. You can't see that my, part of my brain is permanently damaged. I live with that every day. So if you tell somebody, oh, I'm, I'm just not in the mood today, I, I'm, I'm drained, I'm wore out, well, you know, I'm hurting, they're like, well, you're walking fine. Right. That's that invisible scar, that that one that yeah. people can't see. The invisible wound. And it's, folks, you know, when when you hear me say things like buddy check, you know, that, again, I'll say it again. That doesn't necessarily mean, you know, just a, a male service member. That's a female service member. That's a that's a battle buddy. That's a term we use in the services. Take a minute and, and reach out when this show is over with reach out to somebody you know in the service and just say to them, how are you? How's things going? What did you experience? What most of us don't realize is I joined in 94. Chris joined in 07. I spent the first seven years of my career. There were things going on in the world, but they were skirmishes. They were issues. They were problems, but they were nothing over the top. You have service members that have just reti hit retirement age this year that have spent an entire career knowing nothing but combat, knowing nothing but loss, knowing nothing at all but pain. A and I'm going to put this out here, and I've said this before, and I will, I, I will stand on my head, and I got you, Big Al. I'm good, man. Big Al said, how are you? I got you, Big Al. I'm good. Um, but I've said this a thousand times. Most people don't realize, and we've always called the greatest generation the World War II generation. I take nothing away from them. These are, these are men and women that went off to, to combat for years at a time. It wasn't six-month deployment. It wasn't a one-year clip. It was years at a time. But we've yeah, no never body had, nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. You know, that's why when you see there those tin helmets and, and the bullets got like ricocheted off of it, you're like, oh, that's pretty damn impressive. Uh, right. That being said, this right now is the first time in human history, human history, you have a all volunteer major military force. There is no one who's been drafted into the U.S. military. You can't trust me because it'll get you in trouble. You can't go. The judge can't send you to the services. 
That's not a thing. It doesn't get you out of anything. It, it doesn't work that way. This is an entirely volunteer military service. So that means that for the last 20 years, every person knew there was an opportunity to go to combat. They knew that this was a possibility. And they did it. You know, it, it's that one of my favorite sayings is that um, I probably get it wrong. It's while you sleep at night, rough and ready men stand stand ready to do bad things. I know I got it wrong, but it's the, the antithesis yeah, of it. It's a lot of those um, Understand this, folks, that when you see that young person that says they're going off to the service. Thank them. Because they, they've only known combat. They've only known war. And we have a military service like that. So when I say to you, reach out to one of them and just say, how are you? How are you doing? And you know who I'm talking about. That guy that zaps off the handle out of nowhere, it's not your fault. There's something else there. That young lady who spends a little too much time at the bottom of a bottle. There's something else there. Understand that they, they're asking for your help. We just don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. We weren't taught how to do it. We were told, suck it up, buttercup. Let's go. Give, give, give it a good tug. Don't reach down and check yourself and move on. What Chris is doing is it takes heart to just say what he said. To put that out there. And I promise you in every shape, way, and form that every service member you know has had some incident where bodily harm sounded like a better idea than what they had to go do. So take that moment and check on that person. And folks, I don't care if they're 18 or 88. Go check on them. Ask them. Take the time today and, and check out 22 vets, 22 a day, Veteran Lives Matter, 22 a day, VLM.com. Make sure you're, you're supporting financially. Make sure you're sharing their site. Make sure you're sharing this message if you're listening. Share it to all the pages you have. There's probably a vet out there right now that needs to hear this, that needs to hear that somebody else is listening. So take that time. So we're working towards the land. Do we, do we have a time frame, Chris, where it's like, this is it. Do we have anything locked in or is it, cause this is a fairly new project. You just got the 501 C what within the last few months. Uh, yeah, I actually, it's, it's a year month that I, the 501 C title. It took, it, it, I filed it almost two years ago. With COVID shutting the government down. Um, it, work instead of 100 people working they had 10 people working you know so i and i even did the fast track (laughs) Uh, but a a couple things i want to touch on that you said that um you know one of my slogans i use is you're not alone um and and i always tell people you know if you really care you want to help go to a veteran let them know they're not alone that simple statement that can give them new hope um you know, and letting them know that 
people do care. And I'm not saying that, you know, people don't care. But when you're actually here, you're not change your mood dramatically. Um, that can get you back on that right path. Something that simple. Um, you know, and I want to touch on, because uh, I know suicide, is, you know, I hear a lot of people, you know, when it comes to veteran suicide and, and suicide in general is people call them cowards. Uh, I agree to an extent um, because they didn't get the help. It takes more courage to seek help than it does anything. But to to understand and really be in the mind of someone who's been through that um, as the person that, that just wanted to end it all, um, you know, coming from me is um, when I was that low, I didn't want my family, my wife, I didn't want my kids, I didn't want them to see me in pain anymore. Um, that's the biggest thing is when we suffer, we don't want to feel because we chose to do what we did and we have to live with those decisions and those actions that we've made or may not have made that could have made this difference or not. Um, I think we need to open our hearts a little bit more and and not be so close hearted when it comes to, comes to those situations. Um, You know, I didn't, I didn't want to deal with it. I, I was thinking it because I didn't want my family to have to deal with me in pain all the time and deal with me being in a bad mood and not being snapping. You know, when I sleep, you wake me up, you touch me, I'm trying to strangle you. You know, those kind right. of things. I didn't want them to deal with that. And and I think that's people don't see that side of it. They see it from the other side and wrong. Um, way more courage to ask for help. That was one of the hardest things I ever did. Um, you know, and I, I did breathe. It makes you with, feel weak. With, you know, it makes you feel weak. Yeah. You know, I talked to, talk to, I talked to generals, uh, when I was in, that was easy, but to go and say, Hey, I need help. That is the hardest thing you'll ever do. It, especially again, man to say, I need help. That kind of makes you feel like you're not a man anymore. You're not allowed to, um, that, that's how I love. You're not allowed as a man. Uh, Big Al says, uh, he's during the holidays, but all year round. That you got to ask, yeah, you got to talk to these guys. It's not just a holidays thing, it's it's a year round. Have that conversation, you know, have that talk you know, with, I, with somebody. Yeah, no, you know, I, I did, a, I did, a, I did a shirt. Um, that's actually on the website. You can see all the stuff that we have that's for sale. Um, but one of my shirts, I, I can't remember, it said, you know, I did the day and I go, this is, you know, Memorial Day. We, we, we uh, mourn the loss of those died. You know, November is, you know, Veterans Day. We honor those who serve. And then underneath it says every day we try to stop veteran suicide. That's, you know, awesome. that's how I look at it. It's not one day. It's not, you know, one day here, one day there. It's every day. Every day we have to battle this. You know, every day those are just walk in the morning just to get out of bed. That's what they battle. And and it's not, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, the having a day to mourn and, and a day to think. Why do you have to be stuck to one day? You know what I mean? That That's what I struggle with is why, why are we focused on one day? Half the time the people don't even do what they're supposed to all those days and they're partying and getting drunk no. and 
that's what they want to do, that's fine. But they don't think right. any. They don't go to an event. And they don't know. You're not alone. We got you. Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, I promise you on Veterans Day, they're not going to a, to a veteran's home. They may say thank you for your service, no. which I'm going to tell you, I appreciate every t- every time somebody says that to me. Um, yeah, yeah. I really, truly do. Anytime somebody says thank you for your service, I do appreciate you saying it. It means something to me. Um, but you know, on Memorial day, lay, laying wreaths, you know, doing those things, they, those things matter. Um, and some of you out there that are listening to this might say, ah, well, these two guys, they're vets. We, I, look, it's true. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you know, this, this is my people. These are my, my folks. Um, we will all bust each other's chops all day long. Like, you know. The fact that Army stands for aren't ready for Marines yet, you know, those guys, you know, just want to be, you know, everybody wants to be like the big kid on the block, you know, Navy, never again, volunteer yourself, chair force, puddle pirates for the Coast Guard, you know, you're going to hear those things. My own father, who never served a day in his life, told me one day, you know, there's only one word you can spell out of USMC. And I said, what's that, dad? Couldn't figure it out. It's scum. I was like, you're an ass. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. But, but it, you know, we do yeah. those things. We love each other uh, unconditionally. We'll bust each other's chops unconditionally. Uh, but sometimes we want you to, to recognize that we're there. That what we did and, and why we did it. Um, they're just important things to me. Um, and, and what you're doing, Chris, it, there's not enough that can be said. Um that this is, is a labor of love. This is a passion. Um, are you out of curiosity? Cause I, I don't know the answer to this. Are you guys affiliated with any other 501 C's? Have you partnered with anybody else out there? Um, anything like that? No. So we, we we're, we haven't partnered with any other 501 C's, but we do have uh, sponsors. Um, it's actually on the page as well with the website links. Uh, we have a friend, um, Nina Cannon, she owns a uh, homemade candle and scent, um, sm- like this little smell block. I don't know what they're exactly called. But she makes 10% of her product that she sells, she donates to the organization. Um, a good buddy of mine, Corey, owns. Uh, does, she have that? A candle, does she have a candle that smells like cordite? Um, yeah, I bet you could ask, and they can make it happen. You know, I don't you know, know that one that smells know. like gun smoke. Well, that's cordite. Cordite is gunsmith. Yeah, yeah, they have all that. Um, And they have another another buddy of mine. His name's Corey. Um, His website, 3 dsups He he owns a company that sells different uh, supplements um, for working out, um, dietary stuff, uh, protein. You go to his site, you use 20-a-day code. 10%, 10%, you save 10%, and that money goes to the organization as well. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got a couple uh, small businesses because I really want to help promote them. They, they donate to us. Um, whatever they bring in, they donate 10% to the organization. Um, so th- that you can find, again, those websites on my website. under more So you can support small businesses at the same time as supporting our vets. Nice. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't have to buy everything from Amazon now, folks. Doesn't all have to come from there. 
you know, we're not kids anymore where all of our clothes had to come from JC Penney's and Sears. You can go find somebody else to get that shit from. Jeff Bezos got enough money. You know, now going back to the, I want to go back to the VA for a second. And this has been kind of a controversial sure. topic with the VA. Yeah. Now, you you had a substance issue, uh, whatever that substance was, but there's a lot of legitimate studies, good studies that put forward the, you know, use of marijuana, THC, whatever you want to say, to deal with PTSD may, way better than, and for pain, way better than taking anything that's an opioid that's not only is it going to destroy your liver, but if you can't get off of it, you're going to, you know, the spiral in that for veterans is even worse. So, and if it's something you can't talk about because you have the 501C, I, I completely understand. But what are your feelings on the VA being able to prescribe this? Because right now they can't because they're a federal hospital. They can't do it because of federal guidelines. Right. So, so my, my take on that, um, for, first is the whole, the medication. The VA went through two stages, you know, early 2000s, mid 2000s, uh, when we were in the heat of the battle, you know, guys deploying nonstops, you know, they're supposed to be gone for a year, they're gone for a year and a half. And there time, the VA was pushing drugs on, on our vets nonstop. Benzos, um, you know, all the controlled medication. And then they're like, oh, well, now we're so now if you go in, they don't want to give you anything that's actually going to help because they're too worried about you getting addicted. Um, I will say I have spoken to one of the um, counselor in the VA um, who off record said that they highly recommend the use of marijuana for PTSD and pain. Uh, they can't prescribe it, like you said, because it's a federal, it's federal money. But they will tell you off record, if you can handle it and you can do it, go get it. Uh, I'm for it. I'm all anything out of out of our vets' hands. I'm all for it. Um, yeah. I, I personally hate taking pills. Is, <laughs> you know what I mean. The the pill piece is is, is crazy. Um, like like I said, I can't get get uh, for whatever reason. Streamyard isn't let me put my uh, Facebook stuff up here. Uh, but Carol. Carol, a good friend of mine, says, thank you both for your service. We need to do more more for our service members and veterans. We do. Um, and I don't even, you know what, Carol, I absolutely agree with that. We need to let our vets and our service members know it's okay to have things done for you. I'll even go that and take it to that angle. Um there's things out there for for young for service members that we didn't even know existed, and one of the things I will tell you that we need to stop doing is telling service members that once their service has ended, you can't use this organization anymore, you can't do this anymore. Perfect example of this is my my oldest son was in the Coast Guard. Um, we have a phenomenal facility here in Albany inside of our airport. It's not a USO. I like all the USOs in the airport. Um, especially traveling. If you have a family, go use a USO. It's it's the greatest thing you'll ever do for your family because it's so much easier. They have food. They have stuff for kids to do. If you're a single service member, you can take a nap. If you're a service member and just need a friendly face, there's a friendly face there. 
Um, my son went to go use the one here. He was in the Coast Guard. He had his VA medical card. They wouldn't let him in. They said you yeah, can't come right. in. You're, 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 you're no longer in. This is just for, uh, this is just for active duty and retirees. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. So you're going to turn your door to a service member who maybe that guy just needs to see somebody else. Like we just said, maybe that person has PTSD. Maybe that person has some issue where they need to be around other people of like minds and like thoughts. Thanks, Devin. We love you, brother. Uh, Like minds, like thoughts, and they just need somebody to listen to them, somebody to hear them. And you're going to tell them at that door, now nah, you can't come in here because you don't want him to take a friggin' juice box. Right. That just blew my mind. And my son didn't need that, but he wanted a p- place to sit down around other people. He struggled with that. Civilians don't make sense to him. And if you've never known anyone in the Coast Guard, folks, I deployed in the Marine Corps. Chris deployed in the Army. We didn't deploy for shit like a Coast Guard does. I'm going to promise you that those guys deploy more than. What? What? No, they don't. They do not have the hardest basic training. They don't. This, look no, they up. don't. <laughs> you can look up anything you want. It's, it's modeled. It, it's modeled after Marine Corps boot camp. Um, oh, but man. you know, come on. The Marine Corps is the only branch of service. If other branches of service were like, well, we're going to do thirteen weeks now. Could you guys do thirteen weeks? That poor kid in boot camp is going to be there for six months. <laughs> the Marine Corps is going to be like, oh, how long? Are you going to try to match us? Forget about that shit. Six months. Boot camp is six months now. You, you'll have your first. You, you'll be a damn corporal before you get out of boot camp now. Um, but, yeah, man, it, it's just one of those kind of things that um, some of these organizations stop turning your door to people just because they're no longer on active duty or they didn't retire. They did their time. They did their piece. Make sure that you recognize that, you know, that VA medical card in in my book is just as good as a retiree ID. That's my piece for that. Yeah, you you know, yeah, you know, I definitely want to touch on that as well. You know, you know, I know you're just like I am. We didn't do it for the, you know, the benefits. We didn't do it because God knows our benefits aren't really that great anyway. But we don't do it for the extra stuff. But, you know, you know, it's like when you when you fly. So they say all active duty personnel can board first. I try right. to board. They're like, you're not active duty anymore. I'm like, okay. You know, I didn't throw stick like ever. But, you know, it's, it's the thing. You know, they, they think just because you're out, you're no longer that soldier or you're no longer that Marine. Um, you know, I don't know about the other branches because I don't know. Say a former Marine to a Marine. You don't say that. You know, once a Marine, always a Marine. And, and once a soldier, you're always a soldier. You know what I mean? So for you how to take us because we're not active duty anymore, it's kind of another thing that kind of – it's a slap in the face a little bit. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's – you know, and again, do it for those perks or whatever you want to call them, but it's kind of how it feels, you know. And – you know, one thing, another thing I want to talk about, too, on the VA, and I, I know I get stuck on the VA because I have a lot of issues with <laughs> the VA. I, things that we could be doing that could help our soldiers, um, and, you know, way more than what we do. You know, I brought up to my counselor one day. I was like, hey, how come 
they don't have, uh, you know, an on-call like they do for regular doctors for mental health. Why don't they have an on-call specialist? If they, someone's really struggling that bad, that they can call. You know, I was like, right. nine veterans aren't typically struggling as bad because if they're working, they're working. They're not right. You're at home. Right. You're, on the weekends, you're not working. I mean, you may be, but on the weekends, a lot of struggle is after hours and on the weekend. So I asked that simple question. Her answer to me was, and this wasn't from my counsel, this is from the higher-ups because she actually for was well, doesn't fit the VA financially. I'm not surprised. That doesn't surprise me. How, 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 do, you put, how do you put a dollar sign on our veterans? You know, and that's something that I fight with. Um, my, my local here, they don't like it when I walk through the door. Um, <laughs> be, they don't. Um, I brought a vet in one day. And this is just another horse story. I brought a vet in one day. Um, he, he was barely talking, couldn't hear. And he asked me to represent him, which I do I do that. Uh, when it comes to the organization, I go in as the president. Therefore, if someone like hits me, I was like, hey, I need help. I go in, I represent him. He can no longer tell me I can't be inside the facility. Like a VSO. Correct. So I brought a guy in, and they tried telling me I couldn't be in there. And I'm like, well, you're violating right now. He, has the right to choose whoever he wants to work with him and and to speak on his behalf and help him out. You cannot remove me from this premises. They threatened to call the cops on me removed and everything. Like, please I'll video it. I don't care. You know, be, I'll video this on Facebook Live and let everybody see it. You are not kicking me out who I'm 100% disabled, so I'm allowed to be in the VA anyway. And you're going right. to this 80-year-old man. You're not going to do it. Um, all kinds of things went down. I made a post about it, went viral, with, and I mean, it had like thousands of shares. Uh, the VA up me, asked me to go in and talk to the, the president of the hospital. Um, I had to get, I had to have someone to back me on the legal side, just because we didn't know where it was going to go. Right. Uh, they were like, "Well, you shouldn't have been here." Well, I have the right to be here, and that's what they kept saying. You know, when our VAs are telling us we don't have the right to be there. I showed him my, for one, my AID, my 100% card, and I showed him a card that shows who, what, that I have an organization that helps with these things. They still try to kick me out. You can't do that. I have all to be in this VA hospital. Wow. Um, yeah, you know, and those are things that I hear a lot. You know, I, I, had a, I had an elderly lady tell me that her husband doesn't want to go to the VA because when he goes in there, little of him, he'd rather die at home. That, that, that's where we're at. We have veterans who'd rather die at home because they don't want to deal with the bullshit that they get the VA. Um, and, and again, that's not all VAs. Like you said, right. you know, there's some great VAs out there, but the general consensus, man, it's just, that to me is sad. You know, we're supposed to take care of our vets. I guess because I'm a vet, but our veterans should never have to be scared to go to the VA. Right. No, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent there. It, and look, for any vet that's out there that's listening, or if you know a vet that's out there that's listening, and they say, ah, I ain't going to the VA, I ain't doing that. The other side to, to what Chris is telling you is, unless you go, unless you put a step forward, unless these things are known, they do not change. You know, we all got told growing up, squeaky wheel gets the grease. So, and the other side to it is, is how funding works. So if only one vet goes to the VA in your area. Well, they're only going to fund it for one person. If a hundred vets go there, 
and they realize that, wait, we're seeing more patients, we're seeing more people, then guess what has to happen? They have to then support it that way. So this becomes a cyclic thing. The more you go, the more you see, the more people know about it. And I will tell you, it, it's gotten better. Only only reason I can tell you that I know it's gotten better is for the simple fact that when I first got in, probably up and through, shit, probably 2008, no one talked about the VA. No one talked about going to the VA. It's like that. Um, there's a great movie scene from the 70s. I'll have to look it up. Maybe Dibs can find it. There's a movie from the 70s where the guys are all standing in the line for the VA and they're getting no support. They're getting no help. And uh, it really is exactly what Chris is talking about. You know, trying to get their, their benefits, trying to get a benefits uh, paid to them for things that they deserve. And they can't get it. And this was back in the 70s. Some of these things are still going on today, folks. And unless you go to the VA, unless you go, you know, have somebody, you know, you, you push them to do the right thing, it's not going to change. It's not going to happen. Uh, and there's a lot of goofy things out there. You know, things, things that I can tell you right now, Chris and I could talk about all day long that have nothing to do with even the VA. Here's a VA one. You ready for this one, Chris? I wonder if you know this one. This is my favorite VA thing. So you got the GI Bill, right? Yeah. Now, your children were born after you got out of the service, right? Uh, two, two of them were born while I was in. Uh, one was born before I got in, one born while I was in, and two after I got in. So, the two, that were, so the two that were born after you got out don't rate your GI Bill. Did you know that? You fro you froze on me for a second. So the two that were born yeah, you after you too. got out. The, so the two that were born after you got out of the out of the army do not rate any of your GI Bill money. Did you know that? No, I do know though because I am a hundred percent. They get to go to school for free in state. So right, free in state stuff. Yeah. But what's crazy is so the way the GI Bill is set up. Tell me if this doesn't make not a lick of sense, folks. We're off the rails for a moment here this is one of those vet things you want to you want to watch a vet lose his mind know that you spent your time in the service you earned this 911 gi bill you you know you know you're not going to use it because you were able to get a job or you got your degree while you're in and you go to give it to your children and find out you can't because that child was born after you got out so the v the va who controls the gi bill says no no you can't give that to them they were born after your service time well I really, if you're a 22, 24 year old young person who did your time in the service, didn't get anyone pregnant, congratulations, and didn't end up getting married, yeah, there's that. another one, congratulations. Um, right. And you then have a family and have a child and go to transfer that GI Bill. You can't transfer that GI Bill to that child because they were born after you got out. The stupidest shit ever. So there's another one for you. From the VA. So, yeah, you know, um, one, one thing I, I, I do want to touch on. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. I'm waiting on you. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm getting out. I'm getting over COVID. So don't mind me. Um, you know, I really put, I want to put out there is if you have a veteran who's scared to go, reach out to me. Um, my email address is on my website. 
can look me up. I public on Facebook as well. Um, you know, look me up, and if, if especially if you're here in Maine, I'll go with you and represent you because I'm allowed to do that. If you're out of state, you're a veteran doesn't want to go, they want someone to be with them, let me know. I can get them connected with somebody anywhere. Um, I, I'm fortunately, I've built a lot of, lot of uh, big circle of people. So I will, I will help make sure that you guys get, you know, what you need. Um, you know, because a lot of people, here's one for you, I don't know if you know, they have a program for veterans who can't afford housing. Mm-hmm. They have a program called HUD Batch. If you have any kind of military disability, you can, it's pretty much Section 8 for the veterans. People don't know about it. No, I have no idea. Yeah, you can go apply for, uh, for HUD Batch. And what they do is say you make uh, $1,000 a month in disability or whatever, and you need 200 a month of extra to pay for housing, they'll cut a check to the people you rent from. People don't really? realize that. No, I had no idea. Yeah, so, yeah, it, you can look it up. That's the kind of, kind of things that bother me. Nobody talks about it unless it's another veteran, you know. And I say it all the time, um, and this is no disrespect to billions, but we have to take care of ourselves because nobody else is. We have to take care of sure. each other because nobody else is going to take care of us. And and that's really how it comes down. Um, you know, I really don't get uh, – I want to I wanna mention, you know, for, for suicide, um, is this, there are red flags. There's red yes. flags. You just well, got to open your eyes up and see. Well, well what – Exactly. Let's talk about that um, for a second. We kind of went off on it a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about that for one yeah. second because we're. What are some of the signs? You know, we already talked about somebody who turns. You know, here's something for you folks. That before I let Chris get into this, how many suicide prevention classes did you get while you were in annual training? Uh, we had one a year, and it was. I don't even think it talked about prevention or what to do really other than if someone says that you know they're thinking about suicide you report to the first sergeant that's about oh, it God. <laughs> see now now we used to get i felt like the ones in the marine corps was constant suicide prevention they always showed the navy guy who um blew his jaw off you know we were constantly constantly with that stuff but uh no so so what are some of the signs that, that people should be in the lookout for you know I, i'm gonna you know, I've seen from people in my personal, what you know, kind of what I did. Um, you know, for one, if, if you have a veteran who's normally outgoing, go, does, that can be a sign of depression setting in. That can be a time where they're starting to go down, especially around anniversary dates. You know, if you, if you find out from a life or it's what their anniversary dates are struggling for. For me, June is horrible. That's the anniversary date for my best friend who committed suicide in June. I have the June. I'm miserable during the month of June. Um, and September, I struggle because that's his birthday's in September. So those two months, I know. My wife knows that. She knows that those times of the year. So she's all extra cautious. And so that, that more than you remember their birthday, anything. Those are when you're going to start seeing things go downhill. Um, if they start, you know, one thing too is if they start giving things away. 
you they're like, oh, I don't need this anymore. So they'll give a TV away to a friend or a couch or this or that. That's another warning sign. You know, that's a sign where they're like, okay, I don't need this anymore. Well, why don't they anymore? What are they thinking? You know, especially if you have that at the same time as someone going and isolating themselves. Now they're trying to give stuff away. You need at that point, you need to. If you ask a veteran if they're thinking about committing suicide, it's not going to offend them. It it may one or two. I've ne- I, I've talked to many, and I mean I've talked. Phone open twenty four. I I say there's no time limit when someone needs to talk to me. So I'll get phone calls sometimes at two in the morning, three in the morning. They want to talk. I'll ask them right out. If I get that sense, I about him. They don't get mad. A lot of times they're going to be honest with me and say, Yeah, I am. Who can we get in contact of right now? Or if it's if it's someone here at home in Maine, I'll I, I will drive to their house. I don't care. Uh, so ask. It, it that really does help ask and for them to have to think about it and then to comment it's them from trying something you know they it's that's the thing you know they say with a if you have a uh, gun lock on your gun it takes the time it takes you to take that off you're thinking about you it delays you that much more that you're going to be like oh maybe I really don't want to do this it's the same thing. If someone's struggling, you hit, you talk to them. The more right. you talk, the more they take away from that ledge. And understand them. Don't criticize them. It doesn't matter if you, you don't agree with them. Don't criticize them in that state of mind. Be, give them tough love, but don't tell them, you know, they're being weak or get over it or any of that bullshit because that's going to make it worse. Um, if, if people all of a sudden, you know, you, you have a fear that, you know, you close but you never said I love you or anything to and all of a sudden they're like hey I love you that's another thing you need to really start watching because now they're trying to they're, they're keep you before they leave they want to make sure that you know they they love you and they care about you you know so just simple things like that I mean one it, it may not be anything but when you start adding these things together that's when you really need to be like, all right, I need to go to their house right now. I need to talk to them. Um, and the thing I really, really, really want to stress is if you have someone that you need to go check on, first, I highly let yourself go in the not. You broke up for a second there, Chris. Say it again. You highly what? Say it again, Chris. You broke up. I don't yeah. want to lose you. You there, Chris? You need to go check on. I'm still here. Okay. Say it one more time. Yep, I can hear you again. So you said if you had somebody that you need to check on, and then I lost you. Yeah. Yeah. If you have someone you need to check on, um, if you're not a veteran yourself, try to get a veteran buddy with you. Um, because when people in that state of mind are having a flashback or something, they don't want a civilian. Again, that's not knocking civilians, but they want someone – there that has gone through it. Right. Second of all, never, ever, if, I'm not going to say never, ever, but try to keep the cops out of it. That's the worst thing you can do. And this is why. I know a lot of people probably going to be like, what? What do you mean? And I kind of saw your face, Sean. But don't keep the cops out of it. And the reason why I say that is because if you have a veteran in that much distress, 
okay? And SEGs have an flashback, right? Making the enemy. Even though they're not, even though they're trying to help, they if they're in that flash, I had this happen with a buddy of mine. Uh, I had a to wrestle him because he thought he was fighting the Taliban. If a cop came in at that point before me, that could have been a physical altercation and suicide by well, I always say try to keep – cops should be your last line of defense. Right. Like Somebody with a, of a social worker, call a social worker, yeah. get get another – someone who, who understands. No, I, I understand. And, you know, and, and we hear that more and more now that, you know – and look, I, I have a lot of friends that are in police. I have family that are police. But remember, that gun on their hip is not to protect you. It's to protect them. So in those exactly. situations, they don't know. And that's a stigma. Look, let's go ahead and dispel, dispel another stigma real quick. Um, we don't all want to hurt ourselves. We're not all going to zap out in the workplace and hurt you. Um, no. We do work very hard. Not, I would say 90% of us work very hard to speak civilian. And we try, we try to do it very hard. We, if you talk to us and let us know, hey, this isn't so, doesn't work in this workplace. Um, you know, we will try, but we that that's something we run into, and that causes some of our problems where we have issues connecting when we get out because we try to talk like we we these people who know our pain and know what we've gone through talked and then somebody looks at us and goes what did you say like i use the word cattywampus all the time i love cattywampus i think it's a great term and it's funny you know i, I understand when people are like what'd you say i'm like cattywampus that shit's cattywampus and they look at me and they're like uh-huh and it's funny but there's plenty of other terms that when i first got out um that we would use in the service that meant nothing I won't repeat them here. It's not, this isn't the right place to repeat it. But I had somebody come to me one time and he was like, Hey man, I don't appreciate that. And at first I was offended by him not appreciating what I said because I was in my forties at that point. And this was a kid in his mid, mid early twenties. Who dog? you think you are talking to me, young man, you better go take your ass back to, to, to mommy's skirt. Do you understand who you're talking to? And he was right. It took me a minute to understand that and to go back and go, you know what? He's right. I'm not there anymore, but you got to help us. And that doesn't mean, excuse me, young man, you no longer can say fill in the blank. Talk to somebody, help them out, but understand where your neighbors, you're your friends, where your family, these things go through our heads and one, I, I don't know for you, Chris, what your experience, because you experience this all the time with folks, you know, but I really think that that transition and not being able to go back is a trigger for a lot of guys. Is that something that you've yeah, experienced you know, with folks? Yeah, I mean, I've experienced it with, with, I experienced it with myself. Uh, I can't go back to have a brain injury. I would love to be in the military right now. Um, I struggle with it. It actually puts me in a depressed mood because I wanted to make it a career. I got well, thanks. I appreciate, I appreciate that I brought that up for you. Congratulations, I brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Thanks, man. Yeah, Go ahead. I, say I, some more mean shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I only I was able to do more years because I got 
talking about. Um, and, and I mean, we're going to be honest. I, I, I tried to bribe the doctors to say I was fine. So I oh, could shit. stay in. Yeah, they're like, I can't do that. Legal yeah. and we're not going to fight your paperwork. I'm like, come on. I want to stay in. Um, but it's just, it's just that, that's something. Yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of guys and girls struggle with that. They don't, they want to be in, especially in the situation we just had in Afghanistan where we left our Marines behind. Right. No, yeah, that's you know, absolutely right. I, I don't know how many people are like, let's go get them ourselves. You know what? The gov don't want to do it. Let's go. You know, when we see things like that, and that's another thing you got to watch for triggers. When you have something major like that happen in the news, check on you. Check on it. Check on a veteran. Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? Stuff. Because uh, a lot of times that just fires us up. I mean, it pisses us off. Um, and, you know, and it say, go off from what you're saying about how we talk. Um, just so you got to have very dark sense of the military's sense of humor is extremely dark. So if we laugh at something that shouldn't be laughed at, don't take it personal. <laughs> no. We're working on it. We, we're, I promise we're trying. Yeah, yeah we're it trying. Is one of the, that, that's, yeah. And, and I will yeah. tell you, and, and I don't know if you experienced this or not, Chris, but I will talk with another service member in a way, like if we weren't on these open airs, I can promise you folks, if you were a fly on the wall listening to me, Chris, and if Dibs was on here, um, talk, it would be completely different language, completely different mannerisms. Uh, and I'm not trying to say that we're putting on a front or anything here, but it's just different. Uh, it's no different than when you go into your house and you're talking to your, your family, your mannerisms behind those doors are different. And they're different for us. Um, again, folks, please take the time. Uh, go to 22adayvlm.com. Support Chris. Support his organization. Support vets. 100% of everything that you purchase from that site goes to purchasing a hunk of land in Maine for the moose because there's nothing else in Maine. What the hell is anyone going to Maine for? What are you talking about, man? The moose, the moose is so far up north. I'm not that far up north, man. We call that the nothing, county. There's nothing but moose there. There is a great, I will say, sidebar, uh, there is like a great spot up there my wife and I want to go to. It's one of the lakes up north that uh, the Navy has a uh, a spot up there that you can use. It's like gorgeous. I can't remember the name oh, of it, though. Talking about where they do Sears school. No, this is like a, a resort. This is one of the resorts. No, it's a resort. Oh, I wonder if it's um geez, it's it's on the coast. I think I know what you're talking about. It's right on the ocean. Yeah, it's like all these little lakes and everything out there. It's beautiful. But uh make sure you're going to 22 a day VLM.com, 22 a day Vet Lives Matter on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Make sure, uh, Great Pond, Joel, you're absolutely 110% correct. It is Great Pond. Joel for the win. Great Pond. Um, I forgot. Oh, Joel. What's up, brother? Uh, Joel, it is Great Pond. Uh, we tried to go up there. We we're going to, my wife and I and kids were going to stay in a yurt just because I want to say, say I stayed in a yurt one time. Um, but <laughs> like, it's even fun to say. Just next time you're feeling sad, just say the word yurt. If you don't feel better saying the word yurt, I don't understand. Um, so, see, look, you can't even not laugh, Chris, when you think about saying yeah. the word yurt. 
yeah, it's just it's one of those words, man. <laughs> Chris, say yurt. Let's see if Chris will say yurt. Say yurt, Chris. Yurt. Yurt. See. <laughs> but, see, I told you. And this is this is vet humor. There's nothing about that that should be freaking funny, but we find it funny. Um. But make sure you you go on to twenty two a day vet lives matter vlm dot twenty two a day vlm dot com, pick up his merch, support the folks that are supporting him. Now you said uh, what what's the candle lady? We're gonna get we're gonna get Chris's cell phone signal. That's the next thing we're getting him. Uh, Nina does call me. Uh, it's it's her name's Nina. She does uh, a company called Dream Dream with me. If you actually go on my website, you click up at the top right hand corner. It'll have a drop down that sponsors list everybody that I've partnered with and how they donate to the organization. Perfect, perfect. So that's another bit of bit of transparency. Also, so go on to go on to twenty two a day vlm dot com. Uh, you can see the sponsors. You can get items. You can support Chris. I want all of us to go on to his uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. Start following. Start sharing. Uh, do your part. Um, it matters that much. It means that much. If you have any problems getting a hold of him through his stuff, you can always reach out to me, and I can get a hold of Chris. Uh, our Facebook, the Above the Bar Podcast, Twitter at Above the Bar uh, for Instagram, the Above the Bar Podcast, Twitch, the Above the Bar Podcast. Uh, Email at above email is the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. You can always find us. Chris, you got any events coming up? Anything where they could go and kind of see what's going down here? Um, right now, I don't have a lot of uh, events uh, lined up. I'm hoping to start getting some um, on. Um, winter time's a little tough, uh, but I. I some things in the works and when we do have events uh that will also be posted on the website under the events tab so um pretty much anything you want to find out it's right on there um and i, I mentioned it earlier my phone's always open you can send me a facebook message um i believe my telephone number is on the website you know if you need help with a vet or if you're a veteran help hit me I'll do everything by power um i've been fortunate enough i got a lot of donors out there um if you know someone's in, in the need, they help. Um, so we, a buddy of mine who uh, is a veteran, he, he ended up getting real depressed because you know he lost his job due to not want to take the vaccine. Um, and I made a little post, and I think he ended, we end up he ended up getting like two thousand dollars in in less than twenty four hours to help pay for some of his bills and food. So and kind of give him a little more energy. That's awesome, man. You know, that's, and that's what it's about. It's about supporting each other and supporting the community. And everything we, I don't want people to think, you know, even $1 donation, you can, and if you can't, it's not all about the donations either. You know, obviously we want donations, but you really want to help us point veterans to our website, point our web and to our vets and let them know they're not alone. That can do just as much help. Brother, I, I appreciate you coming on. We appreciate your time. We're, we're going to get ready to put the closed sign up here at the bar again. Uh, 22 a day, sure. Veteran Lives Matter. We have Chris Larson on here with us. Go support their website, uh, 22 a day, VLM.com.
make sure you go onto their uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You start following, sharing their stuff, get the, get the word out. Uh, we'll go ahead and at the end of this, when I post this tonight, we'll put it on there. Um, I'm going to plug myself for a minute because I got to, it's got to happen. So uh, for all of you that are following all of our stuff, I'm going to ask that all of you that haven't followed us on whatever form of podcast that you may have on your phone, make sure you go on there and you look up the above the bar podcast and you look for the one with the smiling face wearing a fedora and you start following us on your podcast apps. Cause that's how this gets out. This is how Chris's word gets out. This is how more people know about it. It's how all the algorithms work because other than that, you're just keeping it at your house and only, you know about it. So the only way that this happens is all this gets shared around and it gets the word out. Chris, make sure you don't log off after this because we got to talk for a moment. But as I always say, the guest gets the last word. So what's the last word of the day? I think we lost him. Chris, are you there? I, I missed. If you want to. I'm back. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> you get the last word of the day, brother. Yep, I can hear you. What You get yeah. the last word of the day. Yep, yeah. we're here. Can you hear me? Hey, big Al. Um, I I, I miss. I didn't answer you early. If you want to volunteer, hit me up on Messenger or on Facebook, and we can talk. Um, my last message is, to veterans, brothers and sisters, I love you guys. You're not alone, and never give up. Your story is just beginning. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation. Found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.